we have another teacher who's going to be with us for a while this year and next year. And this is so much of a coincidence. We have another Ryan in Paulinia. And he's going to tell us a little bit about himself. Welcome, Ryan, to the school. And, well, could you just start telling us a little bit about what you're doing here? Yeah, of course. First, I'd like to thank you for welcoming. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I got married in 2017 to a Brazilian, which is the reason that I'm here. Also, because when we were going to university in the United States, my wife got pregnant. And so we decided to move to Brazil to... I don't. I, I, we felt like this would probably be the last time that we would get a chance to be here for any significant period of time. So that is why we decided to come here now. Like uh, like Padilla said, that we would be here part of next year as well. We would be leaving in August, but we, we will get to be here for a year and get to experience, for me, my first time out of the country. And for our son now, who is almost three months old, his name is Zion, um, for him to at least be a part of his culture for part of his life. He probably won't remember it, but part of his life was lived here and that's really important to Lorena, so. Wow, that's that's a very beautiful gesture. And Ren, what, like, where are you from? What do you used to do there? Like, what were you studying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm from Minnesota, a small town in Minnesota with only 3,000 people, which is essentially 3% of the population of Paulinia. Um, <laughs> very, very small city. You know everybody. You know everybody's moms. You know everybody's children. Um, but yeah, I grew up there and I went to high school there. And Lorena and I, like I said, sh we met while she was in the United States as a foreign exchange student my senior year of high school. So yeah, she was at Perm High School and we met and that's how we ended up meeting. But I ended up moving to Grand Forks, which is about two hours away from my hometown, which is Actually, fun fact, it's the second coldest city in the United States behind yeah. Fairbanks, Alaska. So, I had no idea of that. Yeah, the average winter temperature there is, I think, around negative 20 degrees. So it's pretty horrible, but it's also a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, a lot of the only people who live there are people who can handle the, the temperatures or else everybody just moves. So a lot of the people there are, they're kind of like, it's kind of like a big family because it's so cold. It's everybody kind of everybody's very friendly there in other cities that I've been to, like in Minnesota, where it's still very cold. It's just, I don't know, Grand Forks is one of the friendliest cities I've ever lived in, other than Paulina. I think Paulina, everybody here is, says hi, everybody smiles at you, at least for me. I don't know if that's everybody's experience, but my experience is that. Well, I would rather not say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it did get me, what you said did get me... Um, I'm curious about how you're handling the heat here in Brazil. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. um, I know in Minnesota that it gets hotter in Minnesota than it ever does in Paulina. But Paulina's hot all of the time. It's always in Fahrenheit would be like 90 degrees, 95 degrees, or in Celsius 30 to 36 degrees, which is very hot. And in Minnesota, it's usually around 27, 28 in the summertime. And that's only three months out of the year. And here it's it's hot almost all year long. And I mean, even in the winter here, it's not cold. It's like 70 degrees. So like, I don't know, 22 degrees Celsius. So it's not, I don't know. I think now it's horrible. Now it's too hot every day for me. And it's always 30 Celsius or plus. And it's just, I, I don't like it. So I'm not adjusting well. But when I'm at the school, 
we don't have air conditioning at the house. So okay. at the school, you guys have air conditioning. So I don't mind anymore. But when I'm at home, I, I get very irritable when I'm warm. It's just, I don't know why. I just, I guess I grew up in such a cold environment that being in somewhere where my body isn't comfortable is very obnoxious to me. I miss being able to sit around in a sweatshirt and relax in my long sleeve pajama pants. But here, sure. here I can't do that. Here it's shorts and a t-shirt and you, that's all you can wear. Yeah. Only on certain nights, it gets pretty cold here. Like, I don't know, like maybe 20 Celsius is like the coldest or maybe 17, yeah. but it doesn't get that cold here. No, definitely, definitely not. not. Um, and how do you used to spend your days there? Like maybe considering that it was cold, um, what do you like to do for in the winter fun? Time. Yeah. In the wintertime specifically. Um, well, in high school, I did, a, I mean, I was in school for eight hours a day, but specifically during like Christmas break, we did a lot of sledding, which is taking like, you know, like a, the inside of a car tire, essentially but a larger version, you know, like this thing that looks kind of like a tube. Yeah. Yeah. And you sit on it and you go down a large hill uh. in the snow or you take plastic sleds too, but the tubes from the car tires are way more fun. But no, we did, we did a lot of that. You do a lot of snowboarding, you know, you spend a lot of time indoors, you know, maybe, maybe you do that two days in the Christmas break because it's just, it's not healthy to be outside in the cold for really long. Like we'll go snowmobiling. I don't know if you know what that is. You know, the snowmobiles? Yeah, sure. Yeah, those are a lot of fun. And they're not nearly as dangerous as like an ATV or a four-wheeler. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because you can fall off of those and the snow is really fluffy, so it's not that bad. But no, the winter's a lot of fun. But like I said, you spend a lot of time indoors. You know, I spend a lot of time playing video games as a kid with all of my friends on Xbox Live and stuff like that. But and I spend, I spend a lot of time on computers and, you know, just talking to family because when it's... You can't have a conversation outside when it's negative 20. Like my True. mom smokes cigarettes and she's only smokes cigarettes outside of the house. But she, that's in the summertime. That is where everybody will sit and talk. But in the wintertime, it's just her smoking a cigarette by herself because nobody else wants to be outside to talk. It's just way too cold. So everything that we do is done indoors. Nobody spends time outside unless you're specifically ready to play in the snow. So it's it can get kind of depressing, I think. Because here you can go outside, you can go for a walk every day. It's not a problem. But in, in Minnesota, it's like you have to be prepared to go for a walk. Like you have to have gloves, you have to have a hat. And when you get back, you're, you're like your snot and your saliva is kind of frozen. And then you Whoa. get sick very easily. So it's not. Yeah, like I said, unless you're planning to play in the snow, I don't recommend staying outside for long. It's just not fun. Like nobody likes to pump their gas because here you guys <laughs> have people pump your gas for you. Yeah. In the U.S., that's not very common. I know in sure. Grand Forks, the city that I lived in in North Dakota, they had somebody pump our gas at like one gas station in the city. But when it's negative 30 out, nobody wants to pump their gas. But you have to sit out there for five minutes and pump your gas. And you have to, you can't use gloves very easily because generally you use big gloves in Minnesota to keep your hands warm. But it's really difficult to pump gas with big gloves. So you have to sit there with no gloves and you can't feel your fingers. Oh. It's, it's not a lot of fun. There's a lot of great things about Minnesota. But... I don't want to live there the rest of my life, for sure. Okay, okay. So you're going to have this big break now here in Brazil, mm -hmm. uh, also with um, something new in your life, that's your kid, yeah. becoming a parent and everything. What are your expectations for the next year? And Wow, that's a big question. I think I'm really looking forward to seeing my son develop every day. 
you know, every, every day is kind of very rewarding. You know, you get to see him learn new things about himself. He gets to learn how to use new, new, how to use his fingers in different ways and how to interact with his environment is really fascinating. And I think it's really rewarding and it's kind of sad. I, I'm really glad to be here teaching, but it's kind of sad, you know, having my first child and not being with him all the time, like I was for his first two and a half months. But for me, it's, you know, I have to work, so I'm here and I'm really thankful for this job. I, I mean, I love the people here and it's awesome, but for the next year, I don't know. I think I'm really excited to see what happens here at Lighthouse, you know, how much I learn and how much I can help the students and stuff like that. I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited mostly, I think, for what I can take away from it. Like when I can look back after, when, when we leave in August, like, man, I, because I know that I will have spent my time here and it would have been a valuable lesson for my life. Like something that I can use in the future, something that I can carry with me into Minnesota. You know, maybe I find a passion for teaching. I don't know. I've never cool. taught before. You know, I've, I've taught in like Bible studies and stuff like this with my friends. But outside of that realm and outside of, you know, like maybe preaching in a church on a Sunday every now and again with my church. But outside of that realm, I haven't done any formal teaching. So I'm really excited to see how it helps me grow as a person. Well, if I can say something about it, it definitely will. And yes. yeah, you're very welcome, as we said before. Um, so your wife is Brazilian. Um, yeah. How is it coming for you with Portuguese? My Portuguese is, I would say probably based on the, the what is it? Classic Common European framework of yeah. reference for languages? Yeah, this one specifically. I probably like, I don't know, maybe an A2, I think, where, I, where I'm not independent at all. But if you ask me to have a conversation with you, I'll try. Nice. I, can, I speak a lot at home. I speak a lot of Portuguese at home. So I, I, everything that I've learned has just been through immersion, just being part of the culture. So with her parents, they only speak Portuguese. So the only language we use at the house is Portuguese. Other than between me and Lorena, when we're alone, then we speak English because, you know, it's more thoughtful ideas, stuff like that. But throughout the day, I only use Portuguese when I'm at home. So wow. I think I'm learning how to, I'm learning a lot by listening, but I don't know a lot of the, you know, like verb to be this kind of stuff. I don't know how to use it properly all the time. And I probably don't, you know, like I think, Oh, just earlier was teaching me like how you say it's going to rain. You know, I said, estou vai chover or something like that, but it's chover and you use different, I don't know, what is it? Conjugations of the word. And it's really okay. difficult for me because you guys use one words like for podgy, for example, you guys used like, you had like emos to the end of it to include people. And mm -hmm. you guys use that for a lot of different words. You add that kind of sound to the end of it, kind mm -hmm. of like ing, ing and English, but for me, I always forget. I always forget what to use in which situation. So it's really difficult. But it's a nice experience? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really happy. I, I always say that I hate Portuguese. I don't hate Portuguese, but I hate that I can't express the ideas yet that I want to, the way that I want to say them, because I'm a very vocal person. I like talking and I like being part of conversations. And her parents are very politically outspoken. They really like talking about politics and being informed about those kind of things. So not being able to engage in those discussions is sometimes frustrating. Sure. <laughs> but I try. I try. 
Definitely. It comes in time, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Giovanni was telling me it might take six years <laughs> to, yeah. to get to a fluent or a native level. And yeah, to be able like to discuss politics and talk a little bit more about concepts and things like that, yeah, it absolutely. it takes you some time because you have to go through a, like the basics of the language over and over. And when you start a conversation, you're not gonna start like deeply right. into the conversation. So it's something that yeah, it might get you to that and to some. You might need some reading and and things like that. But it's definitely a worth it like an experience that it's worth it right anything else you think people should know about you um i have a very large family i have nine siblings wow yeah a very large family um six sisters and three brothers um i think that's a very interesting thing i mean my sisters i have all of my sisters are older than me And all of my brothers are younger than me. Actually, one of my sisters is not older than me. But I don't have any older brothers, just older sisters. So I grew up with... I grew up with a different type of influence. With a lot of, a lot of argumentative older sisters who, you know, really pushed me in a lot of ways as far as how I reason about things. So it was a lot of fun, but also kind of obnoxious sometimes. Having so many people around. But I didn't grow up in the same household as all of them. Because some of my siblings, like my oldest sisters, Ida, Carissa, and Dominique, they all live in Portland, Oregon. And one, actually, Dominique lives in Seattle. And then my, my other sisters, Brianna and Samantha, are my full blood sisters. So same mom, same dad. But the other three who live further away just have the same dad as me. And then okay. I have two step siblings, or yeah, step, step siblings, I believe. I don't, I don't so know. So it's kind of like more of a modern family than a traditional yeah, kind of old family like with lots of people. Had, yeah, okay. Thankfully, because I couldn't imagine having nine siblings <laughs> in the same house all the time. No, I, I only grew up with three siblings in the same house until my mom got remarried. And that now I have, they, there's four siblings who live there. And then there's, my sister just had her third child. So there's three babies, like there's a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and then... I think a six, a four week old or a month old. So very, in my mom's house, I think there's like 12 people. It's a lot of people. It's a large family, but it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, you never, it's never quiet, which is really, which is a lot of fun. I don't, I don't think a lot of people here have that as much. I feel like I haven't met a lot of people with more than two siblings. Yeah. I don't have any, for yeah, example. Lorena doesn't have any either. <laughs> yeah. So her house is super quiet. And the only people I talk to are her parents, which is nice because, you know, it's a little more of emotional connection, stuff like that, but it's just. It's not what I'm used to. I'm used to everybody screaming and little children running and not being monitored properly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. That's that's interesting. Um, so, based on that, I think we can consider you like a, a person's person. Yeah, I love people. I love Great. talking to people. I love this job because I get to interact with people all day, which is, it makes it not feel like work. It makes it feel like I'm just do, just talking to people. You know, in my other jobs that I've had, it's really kind of mindless work, you know, like factory work, working at a gas station, stuff like this, where you talk to people, but for two seconds and then they're gone. So it's not, you know, it's where you're always constantly looking at the clock. Oh, when do I get to go home here? It's like, I don't even pay attention to the clock because the time goes by so fast because I'm doing things that I enjoy all day. So it's really nice. Really love being around people and communicating with people is 
at all. It's just something I really enjoy doing. Right. So um, I think now our students might already be really looking forward to talking to you. Mm -hmm. And they will have that chance. Welcome again. And thank you so much. Thank you.